Hello and welcome to The Dogfather, a family podcast about the Essendon Football Club. I'm your host Nick and as we speak tonight, we're not only entrenched inside the top eight, but we are one game off the top four. It's been a pretty solid last three weeks. Let's see how far we can go with hanging on to this spot in the finals. What do you reckon, Laura? Let's see. Let's see. I don't know. Yesterday it was a bit concerning, um, mm. despite coming away with the win. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Look, I'm happy to have the win, to be honest. I don't think we're at the stage of development that we can start getting upset about uh, wins that are smaller than we expect, wins that, like, I think the Essendon fandom needs to just uh, have a bit of a chill pill. When people were angry when we didn't beat West Coast by 100 points and and people were a bit upset that we only beat North Melbourne by six points. But when you're a young developing team and you're developing consistency and effort across games and across uh, a season... I'll I'll take a win like that. And North Melbourne turned up to play. This was their grand final. And they'd lost, what, eight or nine in a row coming into the game. They, make no mistake, they were up for a fight. And certainly we had to work hard to get there. But I'm just pleased that we did in the end. Because last year we would have lost that game. And over the last few years, we would have lost that game for sure. Yeah, definitely. It was... Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It was just, yeah, I didn't expect that we were going to go out and thrash them, but I did expect that we would win sort of comfortably and we didn't look comfortable at any point. I'm not that fast on where we sit on on the ladder. Um, I don't feel like we're going to go deep into finals this year at all. Um, but, yeah, it was just a little bit concerning. But I guess then speaking to you after the game, I sort of had forgotten that, we were missing quite a few of our significant midfielders and still we're still depleted in the forward line. So those things considered, it was good to get the win. Yeah, and Brad Scott said in his press conference after the game that we are actually younger than North Melbourne and less experienced than the North Melbourne team that they put out. So mm. when you take all of that into consideration, uh, I'm glad that we we stuck in. There were, Late in that third and into, let me bring up the timeline. Um, and early in the fourth, when they got the lead, we could have just laid down and let them run over the top of us, to be honest. But we didn't. We fought back. We kicked uh, three quick ones to get in front and then managed to match them for the rest of the game. So it's, I was really pleased. I was pleased with the composure to have a bad performance and yet. I think that's probably been our worst performance for a significant period of time. Uh, probably our worst since at least Brisbane, and I would go as far to say that it's potentially our worst for the year. But to still come away with the points and still play a good brand of football, a good... I mean, they kicked 15 goals against us, but a relatively solid brand of football, uh, I was pretty pleased. Yeah, when you put it like that, I agree with you. Mm, mm. So we haven't done this segment for a while, but how good is Massimo? Kick the winning goal. How He's, good is he? He was a super sub last night. Uh, yes, he, he was. He didn't get a lot of possessions, but came on and did his job right. And by say by doing his job, I mean kicked the goal and won us the game. That's it. That's all we ask, isn't it? That's exactly right. Like he looked, he looked lively. He brought a lot of energy. He's, I think his disposal is still really good, particularly by foot. Um, really, really pleased with the way he goes about it. It's, it's a tough job being the sub, and being the sub sort of three or four weeks in a row. Uh, I feel like at this point in time, he and Nick Hind are sort of fighting for the same position and. I think it's his versatility that just allows him, unfortunately, uh, forces him into being the sub a little bit more because you can chuck him onto a wing, you can chuck him forward. 
Uh, whereas Nick Hind is, in my opinion, probably just a defender uh, in terms of coming on and having an impact. His pace is really good, but um, Musselmore is a bit cleaner with the ball. And when he gets a little bit more space and time because he's fresh versus the others, uh, I think he can be quite damaging by foot. Mm. Agree. Agree. But, yeah, really, really pleased for him. Really pleased that... Uh, he was able to get the winning goal and, and have such a drastic impact in, in his third week of sub. Yeah, he had a great impact. He was he was definitely he was good. How good is Massimo? Very good. Mm, mm. So should we jump um jump into our likes and dislikes? Get this show on the road? Why not? Why not? Do you want to kick you want us to off start- with one? I'll kick us off with should I start with a positive or a negative? Whatever you want. Oh, dislike. And my dislike, it's probably a caveat on it because I did see the stats pop up late in the fourth quarter and at that stage it was 25 hitouts. But my dislike is Andrew Phillips in the forward line. Ooh. I just, I, what, controversial? Good guy. Oh, I just get, there are a few clangers not clangers, clangers is when you kick it to the other person, but like when he was going for goal and it just ended up luckily that someone marked it. He wasn't clean with his marking. He was really fumbly and it almost was quite costly. I feel especially in that last quarter. I think you're seeing it incorrectly. I think that was an intentional centering of the ball to Nick Martin. Uh, I think he has been throwing his body weight around he has been clean with the football. No, I agree. He was he was a bit rusty. I mean, he's he certainly was better than he had been over the last few weeks. That's for sure. Mm. Uh, I do feel for Nick Bryan playing one game and then getting dropped again. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what their thinking was with Phillips bringing him in to maybe match Goldstein and a bit of the physicality there. Uh, I feel like Nick Bryan is a little bit cleaner with the football, but I I have a lot of time for Andrew Phillips. I really like him, and I hope we get him to 100 games because I feel like his career deserves 100 games, uh, if that makes sense. Um, it does, but I feel like it almost could have been costly. Um, I don't I think just... he, he actively hurt us. I don't think there was any real big clangers that actually cost us goals or anything like that. Um, you don't reckon in that last quarter right before the super sub came and kicked that goal? He could yeah, yeah, he did miss one. He'd missed a set shot, which normally he would kick. So maybe he's just a little bit in his head at the moment. Maybe he's just a bit down on confidence. Um, the marking's not quite there. Like, I just feel like... He used to have really not... sticky hands, didn't he? Yeah, he's not clean with his hands. Yeah, they're not as sticky as they used to be. He, he used to be really, really quite good. Um, mm-hmm. And in the, the last few weeks, really since the Melbourne game, he's he's struggled a little bit. So I'm not sure. I don't know if he's carrying a niggle and that's why they gave him the week off or he's just a bit down on confidence. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, when when the team's winning, it's hard to, it's hard to drop anyone. Um, and I feel like his performance was a, a big improvement on where he'd been previously. It definitely was better. I will say that, but. Yeah, I was I was concerned that it might have cost us in that last quarter for sure. Mm, mm. Uh, so I got a big like. Tell me. And that's Zach Merritt's opening quarter. 16 possessions, two goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, His first half was quite good. He probably got tagged in the second half, but yeah, his first yeah, they, half was really good. They put shields on him. His second, his second quarter was really poor. Um, he only had six touches in the second quarter. But Really incredible opening quarter. Really set up the game very well for us. Unfortunately, we couldn't get out to that magic four-goal mark where I feel like once you are four goals ahead against a a team like North Melbourne, like West Coast, then the wheels start to fall off a little bit. Uh, But we never quite got out past that 18-point mark, and that's where I think they were able to kind of stay in touch, stay in touch, get their ascendancy. And we had a poor quarter in the second particularly in front of goal, but 
for him to kind of fight back against the tag and then have the second half that he did in particularly the last quarter, really pleased. He's having a, a really good season. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely going to be winning our uh, best and fairest. He Look, he'll be robbed if he's not up there in all Australian selection and, and certainly he'll be close there in the brown low, even though we got rubbed out for a tackle. Um, yeah, just really leading from the front, particularly with a depleted midfield, doing really, really well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Imagine when Parrish is back, the two of them together, mm. with both of them in form. Mm. Mm. Yeah, speaking of that, Dylan Shiel had his first game back, uh, was a little bit quieter than usual. Uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure what to make of it, to be honest, whether it's just he's a little bit rusty after two or three weeks off or whether he's maybe still carrying something, but it wasn't a great performance. I heard on the on the news tonight that they said that he'd had a quarter like he'd gone in today for a cortisone. So I think he's still carrying an injury. Yeah. Yeah. So look, I think they probably should have left him, left him out then if if he's getting treatment again today. It's we need more from from Dylan Shield than than 10 possessions. And look, I'll I'm this is not disparaging him I think that probably uh he wasn't right to come back in then if that was if that was the case so they should have left him out um definitely I expected him just to be back to his normal self and he and he wasn't and everyone you know you can have a down day coming particularly coming back from injury three or four weeks off um definitely but yeah it's I don't think it was a good decision bringing him back on that performance yeah that's fair Mm. That's fair. So, dislike from me, watching the game yesterday was North Melbourne just seemed a lot harder at the contest. And it seemed to me that almost every time the ball hit the ground that North Melbourne would come away with it. And that's not something that has been an issue for Essendon this year. So that was Mm. a little bit of a concern. How did you see that aspect of the game? Um. I struggled to focus on the game if I'm if I'm honest. I had I had Kai running around next to me. Um, give me your opinion on it. Yeah, it was just that it seemed like our appetite for the contest was a little bit off, and it could yeah. be sometimes you just get beaten in this aspect of football. But that was the really big takeaway for me that they that we they weren't particularly more skillful. They weren't out coaching us. They weren't really beating us in any aspect except for their hunger for the ball. And every time mm. it hit the ground, they seem to be in the right spot and coming away with it. And that's that's an effort thing. That's not a uh, skill or knowledge thing. That's just an effort thing. And so that was that was a concern for me. Yeah. Yeah, there were patches. I, I did... I did feel it especially, yeah, even in the first quarter, like there were patches where there was the effort was lacking. Mm. I don't know if they're tired, they need the break, um, or what. But yeah, I did feel effort was lacking a little bit. Mm. Particularly in yeah. And sometimes yeah. you just have off days. And I think for the most part our team in general had an off day. We just weren't as sharp as we normally are. Uh, we weren't as switched on as we normally are. And, and there was a couple of sort of, and this is to not take anything away from North Melbourne. Um, there was just a couple of passages of play where we were just half a second behind or a second behind. And and that can be the difference in, in AFL football. That can be. Well, and it almost was. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it was just an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, it was a weird game. It was a weird game. Like I just thought that the first, um, probably the first three quarters or two and a half quarters, it just felt sluggish and a bit boring. And it's almost like they went in expecting the win or went in expecting it to be easy or maybe they're tired. Like it was just a weird game. Like I I felt I struggled to get into it. Yeah, I thought the first quarter was really ominous because there was aspects of North Melbourne's play that were, if I was a North fan, I would have been really concerned. Like the, there was a couple of set shots that we were able to create that North Melbourne just didn't track their man. Um, like Merritt dished it off to Snelling and then was able to float into space and, and get a kick off. 
And there was a couple of passages like that that I thought, oh, we're on for a big win here. Mm-hmm. But um, a couple of skill errors and a p- couple of um, not taking our chances in the second quarter and North Melbourne switched on again and really took it away. But it was mm-hmm. quite scrappy. It wasn't – it didn't feel like a game under the roof at Marvel, if I'm honest. No, it didn't. It didn't at all. Yeah, and that and that's where the – both teams' pressure was quite good and that created that like lack of skill or whether um, everyone was just a little bit off. But, yeah, I agree. It was a little bit scrappy. And as an Essendon fan, it's kind of annoying. It's like we should be really humming here and, and winning comfortably and we just couldn't get away. Yeah, I agree. We just and, never got a run on. And, and that makes it tough to watch um, because you just never – you never really feel comfortable. After that first quarter, we just didn't really get any momentum going our way. And what do we we kicked they kicked three goals four in the second and we kicked zero four. And a couple of those were really easy, really gettable shots. Like Stringers was particularly easy. And then a couple were relatively easy set shots or um relatively easy chances. And I think if we'd kicked a couple of those, then probably the game ends up being a lot easier. But to concede, what did we concede? Seven in a row um, was a concern. It was a real concern for mine. Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably been the biggest run on that we've had. I think Geelong kicked the first six against us um, and then Collingwood, I think, kicked six in a row in the last quarter on Anzac Day. But... Yeah, concerning for me. Very concerning. Do you think it's going to cause us to come unstuck at some point? Um, well, it, it's concerning because it hasn't really happened this year. And for it to happen against a, not a great side like North Melbourne, that's the big concern for me. I think definitely that good teams will get us at some point and they'll get a run of goals. We saw that against Geelong. We saw it against Brisbane. Like, it's going to happen because we're just not that good yet. But, um, yeah, the fact that we weren't able to arrest it easily against North is um, is a bit of a concern. Does that change with Peter Wright back in because he can take a grab and give us a steady in goal? Does that change with our midfield back in who can win the clearance and get us going forward? I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, just something to think about, something to consider. Mm-hmm. I've got a like. Tell me. I liked, I really liked Jake Stringer's effort. Mm. Mm. That that last quarter, the smother into the tackle. Um, I'm sure there were more instances of that, but that was right in front of my face. I, I'm really liking his effort and that he really seems to be doing the team thing. Mm. I really like that about his game this year. Yeah. This is really where um, this was the big change that we that we saw in Dusty when he went from being a good burst player to a really excellent player was when he decided that it was time to do the team thing more. And it's just credit to Brad Scott that Stringer has switched on and is willing to do the team things now and willing to be unselfish and not having to always kick the winning goal and not always having to be the one who wins the game himself, but he can be a catalyst for someone else to do it. So I he's not getting the big numbers that he was particularly in 2021, but I'm I agree. I'm really pleased with his effort. Hmm. Give me another like hmm. or dislike. I was really happy with Archie Perkins' game. Uh he was just a solid contributor across the four quarters, kicked two really good goals. He what has he had? 18 touches. So and a couple of really crucial marks and really good intercepts and uh, just he's just building really nicely into a solid, you know, AFL player, which once he's got that foundation, once he gets around the 80, 90, 100 games mark, I think we're going to see really the best of Archie Perkins. But I think that this was probably his best game for the year. Yeah. I agree. He had. I really liked his effort, and I think he had a really good game. Mm. I, I think he's going to be a, a really good player. Mm. Mm. I'm continuing to like the work the work of Caldwell and Hobbs together. Um, 
Cornwell, he's a hard one to notice at the ground because he's all his possession work is sort of in and under. But he's had another good game. He's had 27, uh, 21 of which were kicks. Only six handballs. His handballing is really clever and really sharp in traffic. So that's surprising to me that he's only had six handballs out of 28 or 27. Mm. Um, but I noticed a really significant difference when Caldwell and Hobbs got around the ball and they were able to actually push us forward and get us back into the contest when North Melbourne's hardness was sort of beating us a little bit. So, um, I mean, we've been talking about it for the last few weeks because they've been our mainstay midfielders, but really pleased with with Caldwell and by extension Hobbs. I'm really liking the work that they're doing on the inside. Their tackle numbers uh, are quite good. Their contested ball work is really, really good. And to have them when Parrish, Setterfield, Shield gets back fully fit, um, have them to be able to rotate for sort of short bursts, I think is going to be very, very useful for our football team. Mm-hmm. Agree. Agree. And I think it's good that we've we've got depth. Like currently we're obviously decimated with injury, but we've got that depth and we keep seeing these players coming up that can step up when needed. Yeah, that's right. And and they've just got to get games. And we're, yeah. we're lucky at the moment that they've been given the opportunity to get games and we're able to still play the system and win with them getting that development. So it's been really, really pleasing. So I really am happy with with their development, their work, and, and the impact that they're having in games too. So really mm-hmm. pleased. I thought Jai Menzi also had a good game. Yeah, he just did exactly what you want your small forwards to do. Uh, mm. Kicked a really uh, handy set shot, uh, brought some tackling pressure. How many tackles did he get? Only four. Uh, but pressure acts, um, was in and around the ball, copped a big knock, came back on. Yeah. Look, 10 possessions and two shots a goal. Uh, if you know If that's two goals for him rather than one goal one, that's a really, really good game for mm. a what, second year small forward. Mm. Particularly without the tall timber bringing the ball to ground around him for him to rove off. So, yeah, he he's definitely sewn up one of the small forwards slots, uh, which brings us to talk about Matt Guelphie and his impact. Uh, mm-hmm. his, was he the first game back or second game back? Second. Second game back, yeah. I love Matt Guelphie. Mm, and he's got a bit of pace, doesn't he? Mm. Mm-hmm. So really pleased. Um, so this He's was like everything that we needed from Waller or everything that Waller was doing. Yeah, and I think Waller retiring, he just really stepped up and yeah, almost he got be- given that slot, that right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Um, so he's had fourteen touches, two goals, and five tackles. Like, and and some really crucial ones, some chase downs from behind. He's got a bit of pace. I yeah, I think. What more can you want? That's that's the perfect small forward game right there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. He's he, Yeah, he's fast. He tackles. He's hard at the ball. He kicks the goals. Like, he does all the things. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, couldn't be happier with his performance. Kyle Langford, another four goals, which is... Mm-hmm. Just a lazy four. He just, just keeps kicking him, doesn't he? Although, although, he's, he's turning into one of my favourites, Kyle Langford. Although he's... He dropped a few marks that he would normally take, and they were quite crucial twice. He he didn't take a what looked like a routine mark for me, and it got taken down the other end for a goal. So mm. that's yeah, I did feel like as I was watching that he wasn't having his best game, but mm. like to kick four goals and be having a not a great game. Well, that's what I mean. Good. If he'd, if he'd been his usual self, he probably would have kicked six or so. You know, like he. He's just going about it really, really nicely and building a nice season. So um, hopefully that continues for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's building. He's going to be a – what role do you think he's going to play? Like what are they developing him into? I think he'll, he'll swing between back and forward. I think when we've got a full forward line back, I think they'll, they'll play him off half-back flank because his ball use – in the first few games, setting up our play was really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, I um, I'm interested to see 
how that they go about that. They could leave him as a high half forward and, and play as the third tall and then have mm. Stringer rotating through the midfield a little bit more. Uh, he's been such a weapon there that maybe they do leave him. But I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice problem to have, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm liking his year. Mm. So look, our defenders really played relatively well. I thought Zerk struggled a little bit on Larky, um, if I'm honest. He didn't um, have a great game, Zerk, I don't think. No. Not that he didn't have a great game. Like he, he, yeah, he wasn't seen that much. Mm. And yeah, he wasn't his normal uh, intercepting, rebounding self. Uh, but I mean, how many did Larky get? Let's have a look. I don't think he kicked that many. Or maybe he kicked four. Two. Oh, so kick two goals, three. So not so bad. Um, but yeah, I thought Zerk was a little bit off yesterday. Uh, and I was a real, little bit disappointed with our entry into forward line, particularly in that third and fourth quarter. It just seemed like we were looking for Ben Mackay and just kicking it to him every time. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have, I don't think our forward entries were good. It spent a lot of time in our back line mm. and there was quite a few um, episodes of episodes, instances of like end-to-end. So it would turn over in our forward line and straight into theirs. I did mm. think our forward line is where we were most let down mm. yesterday. I guess that's expected. Yeah, the pressure wasn't great in the forward line yesterday until the sort of the last part of the game, that last quarter, it seemed to switch on, but earlier on. But that that also hurts when you've got poor entries going in. Like it's very mm. difficult to keep pressure in the forward line when you're just kicking it to the opposition center half back. Yeah. And then it just comes out again. So it's, does it come from up the field? Is it is it something that, you know, is perhaps coming out of the midfield or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, I agree. It just didn't seem to stay there for very long. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully with, like, yeah, with Peter Wright coming back in and getting a few players back, that will improve. Mm. Mm. I think, um, I mean, we talk about this every week, but I think Peter Wright just makes a huge structural difference for us because – He's the one taking the best defender and getting double teamed, which means that Wiedemann can get on the lead and, and get some easier possessions. Uh, means that Langford is then getting the third or fourth best defender. Yeah, there's a whole heap of flow and effects that come from that. And just his ability to take marks on the wing, which we've been, I mean, it was better yesterday, but something that we've been really missing is that ability to, the dump kick out of back line. Peter Wright gets his hands on it and then you can, set up forward of the ball and, and move the ball really well. Yeah. Yeah. When is he back after the bye? Uh, I think he'll be back this week. It's this week or after the bye, but I think um, my mail is this week. Do you think it's worth leaving him till after the bye or do you think nah. they're going to give him a little run? No, nah, I think I think playing. I think he's fit and ready. Why wait? Um, and you play him this week and then he's got two weeks to recover if he gets a little bit sore or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And you don't mm. think he comes in through the, the VFL? No, nah, I think he just comes straight in. So Nick Martin is having some sort of year, isn't he? He is. But he's had some sort of year, like literally since his debut. It's just not a secret anymore. No. Um, he what did he have yesterday? Two goals, twenty-one touches. He's just really clean and smooth with the ball, and he he's probably second behind Zach Merritt in his kicking ability around mm-hmm. the ground. Um, yeah, he just does a really, really good job. Um, he he never. Very rare. I won't say never. He very rarely wastes a possession, doesn't he? No, rarely. Yes, he rarely wastes one. And he's just got this ability to get in and out of traffic really nicely. He's just, yeah, he's very smooth. Very, very smooth. So um, just needed to call that one out. He's he's having a good year building a really good body of work. 
I agree with you. I agree mm. with you. He just seems to pop up just when you need. Mm. Mm. Which yeah. is which is the mark of a really good player. Uh, I thought our rucks were better. Um, certainly uh, gave us ascendancy around the ground. Um, yeah. And I agree with that. I mean, they they beat us in centre clearances pretty convincingly, but we won the the around the ground clearances. But I thought that it's probably yeah Draper and and Phillips' best game for a little while. Um, yeah. And, and particularly when you consider they're up against Goldstein, who's who's a really good ruck and has been for a very very long time. So, um. It's a positive sign in that regard. And maybe it's it's Marvel Stadium. It's that, although the centre was really cut up, there was a few times when players were slipping over. and um, mm. It was really slippery, actually. They were falling a lot. Yeah, the ground was not in good condition. I'm not sure whether they'd played rugby there recently or something like that, but the centre I wonder was... if it hasn't re- recovered yet from um, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran was at the MCG. Oh, yeah, it was too. Um. I sure. I knew it was a big stadium. I couldn't remember which one. Has yeah. there been anything on at Marvel recently? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Excuse me. That was a good sneeze. Sorry, listeners. While you're driving, got a big fright in the car. Um, yeah, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's been anything on. I feel like we hadn't been to Marvel for a long time. Did you feel like that? Yeah. It's been, um, a, it's been ages. Yeah. I actually don't remember the last time. I'm just having a look now. But... Um, it was an early round. It was an early round. Yeah, I feel like it was ages ago. Um, so we played Hawthorne at the G. Uh, we played the Suns at Marvel. And oh, we G- didn't go. We didn't go because or to one of them. No, we didn't go to GWS stuff. at Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. And then all our other games, yeah, have been at the G. So it was Easter, the last home game. Um, mm. and then I think Port Adelaide's at the G, and then. Back end of the year, we've got one, two, three, four, four more at Marvel and only okay. uh, two more at the G. So unless they've gone five and six this year, which is something that um, maybe the um, the club were asking for. What's that? One, two, I'm just counting the number of uh, home games at the G three, uh, at uh, Marvel. Three, four, five, six. Oh no, uh, seven. Ah, it's the extra round that makes it oh, seem. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. of games at Marvel and mm. the Port Adelaide game at Marvel, and that's at the G, the Port Adelaide game. Is it? Yeah. Our social media manager. Can we just call out our social media social media manager, Daniela, who who doesn't check the footy fixture before they go and plan a party? Oh yeah, that's annoying. Like Essendon home game that night plans their fortieth birthday party, and it's not. It's like her birthday's in April. Oh. Her birthday's in April. Pizza's in in October. Let's pick the week that we've got a footy game. Uh, I'm not going to her birthday. You're not going? No, I'm going to the port game. Well, I mean, at my 30th, you went and watched the soccer, so. Yeah, but I was at the 30th. Um, but I'm just not going to go. I'm going to go to the footy. Well, I don't know that that's going to fly, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back on topic, the North Melbourne game uh, mm. at Marvel, it's, I guess it's a tough one to quantify because I think North are a lot better than then people give them credit for, and they've been playing a lot better in the yeah. last few weeks in particular. I think probably the Clarkson stuff was having a bit of, more of an impact on the group than than maybe they thought, uh, particularly on Clarkson himself. Um, they've got a lot of talent on that list. They've got a lot mm-hmm. of early picks. So the, the problem is consistency, right? It's not that they can't play at the high level. It's mm-hmm. that they haven't been coached well. And they haven't been able to put together four quarter efforts. It's not that they mm-hmm. can't do it. It's not, it's not that it's impossible. It's just they um, haven't had the guidance to be able to do it long term. So they're they're probably similar with a bit less talent to Essendon of maybe last year. I think they've got more talent. Yeah, right. I think they've got more early picks, um, and. They've got a little bit better experience 
really. They're they're twenty six plus age group. They've probably got more in that group than we do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I it's hard to understand why they're so shit. And look, I hate them, so I'm glad that they are really shit. But um, they should be winning more games than they are. And to be honest, it's for them. This is this is like their grandfather. We're, we're their biggest rival for so they always get up for the Essendon game, mm. and and they would have had a little bit more impetus given that we're getting some good uh, publicity in the media. We're getting some good um, performances. Their old coach Brad Scott as well. So I'm not surprised it was is it was a difficult game for us. And I'm mm. just I think it just shows the maturity of the group that we were able to hang on and and get a... Really, if you look at it, we watched the game back when we got home. Uh, ended up being a really good game of football mm. in the end. It did, know? yeah. Particularly that second half ended up being really goal for goal. They got momentum, we got momentum. So if you take out the context of Essendon was sitting eighth and North Melbourne was sitting 17th, as a spectacle, it was a great game to watch on a Sunday afternoon mm. if you're a neutral observer. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, onwards and upwards. We've got, um, you know, we're sitting sixth now. We've won seven games, I believe. Yep. So we're seven and five, sitting sixth. We've got Carlton coming up next week. I mean, we can probably take a little bit of a break and then jump into that. But we can really set up our season with a win next week because then the next five games after that are relatively difficult. Mm -hmm. So... I think think... we're probably where we hoped to be at this point of the season. Mm -hmm. I think we're probably... I feel like we're a bit ahead of where I thought we'd be at this point Mm -hmm. of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The Richmond win and the Melbourne win have really um, given us quite a bit of buoyancy. I thought we'd mm-hmm. be probably five and seven. And you got to remember, last year we had seven wins for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And we've just hit halfway and we've got seven wins already. So that that alone is significant improvement. Yeah. Um, so why don't we take a little bit of a break and then when we come back we can have a chat about the upcoming game against Carlton. Sunday, June 11, 7.15pm, Carlton at the MCG. I really like the idea of this game and turning Mm. it into a bit of a spectacle, a bit of a uh, King's Birthday Eve spectacle. Um, It's just, there's something about it. A Sunday night with a public holiday the next day, could become a really big event. I really hope that the AFL run with it and let us mm. um, kind of fixture it every uh, King's Birthday Eve. What do you think about it? I'm actually really excited for it. Mm. I like mm. it. I do like it. The Sunday night, public holiday, I really like it. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm really excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I um, I mean, it's an hour, hour away game, so we're going to use our, um, our MCC seats. But – and – just from a family point of view, we've got that one black sheep in the family, Christian, who goes for Carlton. Uh, mm. And so it's nice to be able to have something that we can put in the calendar and kind of make a bit of a tradition every year. Mm. Yeah, so I agree. I, yeah, I really hope they run with it. I think it's going to be lots of fun. But if we have a look at the game itself, geez, Carlton is shit right now. Mm. They, they're just devoid of all confidence aren't they yes they are particularly in their forward line and what a great occasion for them to get all of that confidence back (laughs) the bombers on a big sunday night at the g 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I'm actually quite concerned about this because I hate Carlton. I it, It's a danger game. I think it's another danger game. I So a, a danger game implies that it's one that we should win very comfortably. Oh, and then I, it's not a danger. I don't think we should win comfortably, but I, I think we're in danger of losing for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think a Carlton game is ever one that you can go in and expect to win comfortably. Mm. Uh, it's just that the way that these sorts of rivalries work, that it, it's going to be like North Melbourne. It's going to mm. be a really tough slog. And I think if they're going to get up for a game, it's going to be this one. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm not sure what their team looks like. I'm not sure whether they had any injuries over the weekend, um, any suspensions, anything like that. Let's have a look at their lineup. So they lost Corey Durden, Ed Kerno, George Stewart, Mark Pitney, Nick Newman, and Ollie Hollands. Uh, and in came in a lot of dudes I'd never heard of Alex Chincotta. Uh, Lewis Young, Lockie O'Brien, Paddy Dow. Actually, I've heard most of these guys. Um, it's their midfield when it works is really, really good. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure where it's all falling down. I mean, their their forwards have been misfiring, but it doesn't doesn't take much for them to straighten up and have a a decent night. It's going to come down to the contest. To be honest, it's going to be come down to can Caldwell, Hobbs, and Merritt match it with their sort of star-studded midfield that Carlton have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can get the ball inside fifty, I think we'll be able to kick enough a big enough score. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our defense as a unit is probably good enough to match it with Carlton's forward line. I'm a bit worried about the height of Mackay with Zerk. Um, I'm less concerned about the matchup with Charlie Kerno because mm-hmm. I think Laverde actually, from an athletic profile point of view, matches up really well with Kerno. I'm just having a look at his his digits here. So Kerno's one ninety four and ninety four kilos, right? So I think Laverde actually matches up really, really well with him. So I'm more worried about the height of Mackay and the mm-hmm. team that we've got in. What are your thoughts? Um, to be honest, I'm not the best person to ask about matchups. Um, let's hope that Mackay still doesn't have his kicking boots on. Mm. I feel like he's going to do a. You know, we always seem to get these forwards that find their form when they play Essendon. Mm. Um, I, based on what I heard on the news today, I'm going to assume that Dylan Shields not playing. Mm. They sent him for a quarter zone, the buys next week. So I assume Dylan Shield won't be playing. So we need a hero in the well, midfield. Funny you should say that because Elijah Sardis, our number five pick, uh, was he number five? He's wearing number five. He's wearing number five, yeah. I'm not sure where... He, let's have a look. Let's have a look at his stats, where he got picked up. Uh, got through the VFL unscathed and had 18 disposals, six clearances, and a goal in... He was picked number five as well. Um, and a goal in the twos. So I say bring him in. I think that's premature. What? what? I don't... I don't... What better way to make a debut than on a marquee Sunday night fixture against the old enemy? Is this not a story waiting to be written? I guess. But you're a bit of a dreamer. You're a bit of a dreamer. No, I reckon bring him in. Bring him in and unleash him against the Blues and just make their season even worse. A loss to us will just put the nail in the coffin of their season. It absolutely will. It absolutely will. So you think he's our hero? Yeah, I reckon bring him in. And if not, who would you bring in? Uh, well, certainly Peter Wright's coming in. There's no question. 
So we bring mm. in two meter Peter. Uh, we bring in Elijah, uh, and we're assuming Dylan Shield goes out and probably Phillips, um, because we can't. We we throw Wiedemann into the ruck um, as the second ruck to give Draper a chop out, particularly if they've only if they're only running with Deconing and Silvani. So that lets Wiedemann sort of ruck against Silvani uh, whenever Deconing's not in. Different story if Pitnack comes in, but they haven't been running both of them together. So for me, assuming assuming Shield's not fit, we bring in Sardis. We drop one of the ruckmen for Peter Wright. And then I think the rest of the team probably stays about where it is. The mm-hmm. only other potential change would be Zerk for Baldwin. But I, I don't think you do that. I think Zerk has enough runs on the board that he wasn't terrible. He just didn't seem to have a huge impact. I, so I, I don't I don't think based on that you drop Zerk for Baldwin. I no. yeah, I don't think so. It's just whether you're worried about the strength of Mackay. That's possibly. All. Yeah. Possibly. Baldwin's a little bit stronger. But I, I I'm inclined to leave Zerk in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he, he deserves to be dropped based on that. Mm, mm. For sure. Um mm. who else have we got potentially coming back? Let's have a look. Um I don't think there's many others. I think we're still a couple of weeks away. Unless we get a, a miracle recovery from someone like Parrish. So this was last week, hasn't been updated yet, but last week. Parrish was listed as three weeks uh, and Setterfield was listed as four. But Setterfield said he'll be back after the bye. So what's that? And One, two, yeah. Given that Parrish is three weeks and there's a bye coming up and he had a soft tissue injury, I don't think you risk it this mm. week. Mm. The only other one that would come back in is Jake Kelly. Uh, but I'm He's not... taking a long time to recover from this concussion. No, he played on the weekend. Oh, did he? In the VFL? Yeah, so Kelly... Um and Sardis and Nick Cox all played. That was Nick Cox's third game in a row, um, third or second. Mm. So so he's an option. He could come back in. He could come in as well. I'm uh, thinking you're going to bring Kelly in if you want some size in the back line. Like he's experienced not, and he's not tall, but he's... He's strong. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll look, I think Peter Wright comes in for sure. I, I just think it's a no-brainer. And if Shield is not 100%, I think you're bringing in Elisha Sardis. And then match wow. up match up dependent you bring in who you think. Mm. It's a big call. Mm. Mm. First first year for Shield, like that's not like for like. Wait till you see him pull on that number. They didn't give him number five for no reason, Laura. Mm. Well. I I await the moment that I am humbled. Mm. Mm. But um, I think that's about it, right? I think, I think on form we should win this game, but I don't think form counts when you're playing Carlton. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm. I agree with you. Can't wait to boo Adam Saad as well. Me too. Me too. Cannot wait for that. Is is Cripps playing or is he injured? What's no, he's going. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think there was any anything untoward to come out of their game. No. No injuries. I'll check their match report really quickly, but I don't think they had any any concerns. I'm, I just hope it's a good game. Uh, I think it'll be a really good game. Also, though, I don't think my heart can take another one goal, one point, one anything. I reckon more. Give us as many as you can. Oh, it is exciting. It yes. is exciting. Like, remember, yeah, it is exciting. Because I remember back in the year 2000 and 2001 when we were good and you'd go and you, and you knew you were going to, like, smash teams. Like, that got boring. That got old. It and was similarly. A, it, it got old then, right? But but now I wish it was those days. That's right. That's and right. Then, and then similarly going to the games, knowing you're going to get smashed, that mm. also gets old. Yeah, so that's... going when it's like 50-50 and knowing you've got a team that can rise to the occasion and can and compete and make a contest, that's exciting. Mm. I agree. 
I agree. But also stressful. Mm, mm. Well, we are fools for putting ourselves through this each week. And getting excited about it. Mm. And then re-watching and then talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, for other nuffies to listen to. That's right. Mm. Also, I will not have you speak about our five listeners with such disrespect. Well, let's be honest. If they're listening to us talk about the Essendon Football Club, they're, I mean, we're peak enough because we actually record this and put this on the internet. But, um, I mean, most of my listening during the week is Essendon Podcasts. By the time I get through the Sash Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, AFL Daily, it's How do you much... have time for this? I drive, Do you mate. work? Does anybody work? I in drive, this group? mate. I drive. Yeah, you, you don't maximize your car time. I gotta to listen to Jason Lauren in the morning on the way to work. There's no time for podcasts then. Oh, that's like that's like it's only podcasts at night time. Hmm. Well, I think that about wraps us up for this week's episode of the Don Father. Mm-hmm. Great to beat the Ruse. Looking forward to a big game against the Blues. We'll be back. So the game's on. Sunday, yeah, so we should be on normal schedule. And for some mm. reason, I thought we were playing on Monday. No, we should be on normal schedule. Yeah, Monday awesome. next week. I'm excited. I'm rolling into so this Sunday night game starts my week of annual leave. It's either going to be amazing or terrible. Mm. We'll uh, we'll see how we go. Well, thanks for joining me, Laura. Follow us on Insta, on Facebooks, listen to us wherever you're listening to us, all that rubbish. Yeah. Until next time, go Dons.